0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Surf Break, the unofficial San Diego Wave podcast that is officially your favorite. My name is Christian Conway. I am joined by my perennial co-host, my favorite slice, Jamie Bacon.
1: I am so happy to be here.
0: And we've got a special guest. I'm excited about this because for those of you that know me, I also happen to be on another podcast called Simply Soccer. And we've convinced my co-host, my beloved Michelle Hutzig, to come and join us today. Michelle, welcome to Surf Break.
2: Oh, yes. Thank you so much. I wouldn't miss it for the world. So
0: we've got we have a lot to work through. Um, Obviously, I think we're all kind of sitting in the excitement of an event that's about to happen on Saturday. Um, The entire brain trust will be in the building. Jamie and Michelle will be there. It's so exciting, but we have to work through some other stuff first before we get there. Um, You have to eat dinner before you eat dessert, as I was always told by my parents. Let's start with the U.S. women's national team, Uh, two friendlies against Nigeria, a 4-0 win in Kansas City on September 3rd and a 2-1 win against Nigeria on September 6th at uh, Audi Field. Um, Good performances from everyone involved, I think kind of expected in terms of this weird time in the cycle where we're not entirely prepping for the World Cup. But it was good to see some voices and some faces in. Alex Morgan, of course, had a fantastic window um scoring the penalty in the game and the four no win uh in kansas city naomi girma getting the start uh against nigeria in the second game i mean it's a weird set of games but nigeria's a tough opponent and i think they looked pretty good in those two games
1: i would agree i mean i missed the first one it was kind of early uh i was at work but i did have the opportunity to watch the second one and um you know, there there's still a lot of kinks to work out with um, who's really going to be that set starting lineup when it comes to games that actually matter. But overall, I think uh, Blacko really kind of has an idea of what he wants. He just wants to continue to give everyone the minutes that that they need to, um, you know, find their their place in this in this squad.
0: Yeah, I, I think that first game was the lineup where, and, and obviously there are injuries. Of course, we're talking about you know three players dealing with with ACL tears: Kristen Press, Lynn Williams, and uh, Katerina Macario. And there's definitely going to be places for them in the starting 11s, no question. I, I do think they've been. This was if if we had to play a must-win game tomorrow, I think the lineup that he fielded against Nigeria in that first game would be the lineup, and I think they that was kind of the Death Star lineup. but I think they played incredibly well. Uh, I do think we're now getting into, you know, for us who are not athletes, um, our, my favorite time when it comes to prepping a World Cup roster, which is seeing who's going to compete for that last three spots. You know, the the, the last three in versus the last three out. It's always a, a famous conversation. I mean, McCall's Raboni has been the last three out for the past, what, like three World Cup cycles. Um, So I think that's going to be really interesting to see how we move forward with that. Uh, I I think after watching that second game, too, you and I had a conversation on the pod a couple weeks ago about out of the the two or the, the San Diego representatives, who was going to be in and who was going to be out. And I've actually changed my opinion on a couple of that. Alex is obviously in. Alex has been fantastic. I think Naomi is in in ink. And I think that's going to be, I, I think that just speaks to how impressive she's been this year.
1: She's incredible. And, you know, we say it every single episode, but it, that is a young, young player who carries herself as a 15 year veteran. I mean, there's just no nerves, nothing. Calm, cool, collected, ready to be the leader of this team in, in years to come when, when it's her time.
0: We, I mean, the other big story out of this campus sophia smith and i mean she's continued absolutely terrorizing nwsl afterwards I, 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 what a year she's having and and for a long time i think we all looked at sophia smith and said we all see the talent it's just hasn't arrived yet and this year i mean what a year she's having I and mean, what a career year both at club and country level
1: she's something special i mean i really miss Kat macario because Kat and Sophia just really had this amazing connection in, in the few games we saw them play together. And I'm really looking forward to the future of that. And hopefully, you know, Kat comes back just as strong and and ready to play. But Sophia Smith is just one of those players that you, you watch her and you know, she's going to be unstoppable for years to come. Uh,
0: I I know Michelle, I, I'm not sure if you, you watched any of these friendlies, but I, I, I'd like to take your temperature in terms of where you see the U.S. Women's national team now and, kind of looking at as we enter this World Cup cycle, what what you're expecting and, and and maybe some players that you want to keep an eye on.
2: I mean, definitely, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better about the state of the team. I mean, I know it's easy to say, oh, they're playing against Nigeria, so, you know, no knock to Nigeria. But I'm just saying, you know, the U.S. women, like, you expect them to win, right? You expect that they're going to do um, great things. And, you know, when the roster and uh and donovsky you know feel like they changed a lot from what we kind of were used to seeing all the time like they're definitely younger players um it it feels pretty good actually you know um to know that that this team is i mean without a doubt right i'm I'm afraid to say anything i'll jinx them (laughs) but but world cup uh material you know um i don't take the friendlies lightly i I usually watch them just like I would watch any other match. And, you know, there might be times where you're just like, yeah, I think that, you know, there are teams that are going to give the U S women a run for their money. Um, you know, despite whatever other situations that might be going, right. I feel like the U S women, despite their fight for equality, um, definitely are more advantaged in a lot of ways than the, than their opponents um when they play so it also feels a bit of a of a disadvantage when you know depending who we play it's just kind of like well yeah the U.S. women are gonna steam over right um I think that there's a reason that as a female soccer fan people are always asking well do you play which is pretty incredible because in the United States I think that it's it's actually seen you know soccer is seen as a immigrant sport and a women's sport and um you know, I wish I could play, <laughs> but there are plenty of players to to look up to, and I think I think that's just pretty incredible um, with the women's team. Now to name names, um,
0: you, I mean, you don't don't feel yeah, um, that's yeah, that's I where think... I
2: mean, I put like um, Mallory, right? She's I mean, she's always wonderful. I've I've been watching yeah. her for uh, I, I mean, just to watch her grow right over these last few years and just to just to see like yeah. what she can do I think that that she's somebody that I always look for
0: yeah and I think you you make a very good point about the youth in this team and and I think I've always said with with you as national team you know we in our generation grew with the generation that's currently aging out right so we talk about you know the Julie says we talk about the Megan Rapinos and it's so exciting to see, for example, as you said, Mallory Pugh or as we talked about earlier, Jamie Sophia Smith, you know, really take this moment. And then Rose Bell. for example, my personal favorite. Um, I, I think it's really fascinating and really fun to watch them really kind of get to, to see them become the stars that we knew they could be. And I think this has been maybe the most fun part of being a U.S. Women's National Team fan. Is like, I mean, we're even dealing with it with Naomi Girma on, 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 um, on the San Diego wave, right? Like it's so exciting. Uh, so the U S will finish out their calendar this year with two friendlies overseas. They'll go to England to play, um, to play England uh, on October 7th at Wembley uh, that sold out within hours, minutes. I heard uh, that's going to be a fantastic game. It's going to be a big test for the United States, especially with that atmosphere. We all saw what Wembley was like during the women's zeros when England made the final and England has a little bit of a hoodoo against the United States. So I have a feeling there's going to be some intensity there. They will then travel to Spain on October 11th to play Spain in Pamplona at El Cedar. Uh, then they close out their uh, 2022 calendar with two friendlies against Germany in November. Uh, but we now turn to shores closer to ours. Uh, and well, you're talking about a national team, let's talk about the nation's capital. Uh, the, uh, the San Diego wave went to Washington DC. Uh, I don't know if they, Went to the White House or, you know, went to Capitol Hill, but they did go to Audi Field and unfortunately lost 4-3 against the Washington Spirit. Um, A fantastically wild game. And for the neutral and someone who is hopefully getting into NWSL, if you watched that and you were wanting to watch another game, I don't know what to do with you. It was absolutely insane. Both teams shared 17 shots. Uh, You had, you know, controversial goals. You had, you know, penalties that were were they penalties or were they not penalties you had late game drama you had cards abound shots on goal eight to seven I mean it was it was an intense cauldron of a game uh it's probably the most chaotic game San Diego has played this year but a game nonetheless that I mean for the neutral it was incredible for those of us that are San Diego fans my heart was in my throat the entire time
1: Yeah, unfortunately, again, work just keeps getting in the way of basically everything I love. And I really didn't see this game. Um, I've only watched, you know, clips here and there on online. Um, But, you know, from what I can see, a lot of it was those woes that we've kind of had early in the season about just not being as strong as we know our team can be in that first half.
0: Yeah, I I agree with the lack of, clinicity I not being as clinical as they can be Um, uh, just to run through some of the uh the data points here uh Jaden Shaw opened the scoring in the seventh minute uh Tara McCone uh then responded in the 11th Amber Brooks in the 30th and the 44th Alex from the penalty spot in the 57th and then Alex Morgan in the 82nd that's when San Diego thought 3-3 draw clean it up take it home Ashley Hatch is given a late penalty in the 90th plus 10 minute of stoppage time uh it ends 4-3 uh the spirit defending NWL champions, desperate for this. I mean, we talked on Simply Soccer uh, a bit ago about um, teams that basically are are the last survivors on the Titanic running for the lifeboat. I think the Washington Spirit are the entire personification of that. But again, you know, they rested a lot of of, of traditional starters. Uh, Sophia Yakusin, of course, and 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 Amira Ali, kind of the bigger names in this. Um, but Taylor Korniak as well. Uh, I, 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 I think, you know, they, they, the big win will be the fact that Jody Taylor came back from injury and and, and they did play well in that second half, but they're going to rue not being as clinical in the first half and, and, and just the individual mistakes.
1: I think one thing we can all agree on is that Alex Morgan cannot be stopped. This season is just pure gold from her. I mean, whether it's from the spot or from run of play, I mean, that that second goal she had, that header, whew, that's, yeah. just, that's the thing of beauty. You cannot even, like, draw that up.
0: Yeah, and I think that's been... I, I think it speaks to a player feeling comfortable in their club position, because I know there's been a lot of talk around Orlando and a lot of people that were in that organization basically saying, we didn't feel comfortable, we didn't feel respected, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now she comes to an organization where she does feel respected, she does feel feel good and I think that is a huge thing for a player obviously and 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 she's proven it I mean you know she's probably going to set the single season goal scoring record for NWSL um and I, I think also it's a little bit of a you know Ordonia as being the the rookie that she is chasing her for the golden boot I think it's a little bit of hey the old you know the old dog still got some tricks you know up their sleeve and, and I think that's that's definitely driving her um yeah I, I think this was a game that was one of those games that's just Pure chaos. Uh, I I thought uh, Jane Shaw played well. I mean, obviously a goal. She's been a bit of a revelation. Uh, I definitely had my my questions when they they moved to sign her as fast as they did. But I mean, I I think this is one of those games where you know you you put it away in the the mind the mind locker where it's kind of like just set it and forget it. These these happen. Come back, and I think there was definitely some looking forward in terms of what's going to happen this weekend.
1: Yeah, I think you you take the positives from it and you kind of move on. You're still sitting in a good spot. You're only, um, I think, a, a point or two from first place. Um, definitely still can get the shield uh, with with a handful of games left here. But yeah, I mean, definitely take the positives from it. You know, the the goals that were scored, some of those beautiful passes to uh, those balls in. The one from Van Eggman, was just glorious. Um, yeah, take the positives, move on. Let's go home and and let's uh, let let's open the snap.
0: Yeah, um, just a quick uh, table update. Currently, it's Kansas City at thirty two points with nineteen games played. Portland on thirty one points with eighteen games played. San Diego Wave on thirty one points with nineteen games played, uh, behind a goal differential, uh, and then the Houston Dash on thirty with nineteen games played, uh, along with Chicago Red Stars. Uh, and the old in sixth with twenty eight with eighteen games played. Uh, I I think this season's been brilliant. Uh, just to kind of to to macro out because I know I want to get Michelle in some of these conversations. Um, you know, I think looking at the table right now and looking at everything. I mean, there's a pack of teams that are within you know four points of the top spot in NWSL. I this the, the table is so congested. I mean, you look at. The gulf between ninth and 10th is, you know, six points. I think this speaks to a lot of the quality that's in NWSL. But, I mean, what an advertisement for women's soccer this has been. And, Michelle, if you want to pop in wherever you want to, uh, you're more than welcome. But, yeah, I mean, what what a season NWSL has had this year.
2: Yeah, and especially since we're celebrating, right, even though we're rivals, (laughs) this is, like, one of the few times where we actually are. um, You know, just knowing when you said hey, you know, um, this is a really great season right now for NWSL. I mean, we've got two expansion teams that we get to celebrate on Saturday. And I think, you know, we did that at the bank also um, in July when, you know, it was their first match against each other. But when I had seen Angel City play against Kansas City, Kansas City wasn't healthy at the time. They had uh, some COVID protocols they had to follow and whatnot. And and, uh, they still were super tough team and all I could think was yeah that's the team to look out for that's the team that yeah no surprise that they're sitting in first place right now um you know and then you got like the usual household names right portland thorns um the dash chicago red stars oil rain like to me it's also no surprise that they're up there and also no surprise like you said like who's waiting in the wings to swoop in now angel city sitting in non-playoff position still has um you know, a game in hand. Like they've got a race that they can still possibly get in there. Um, obviously it would have been better if they had beat Houston and they uh have won against uh the courage, but they fell last night. And so, you know, props to San Diego Wave sitting in third for being an expansion team. And like you said, Morgan cannot be stopped. Um, you know, I I think that Angel City from the start, um, struggled uh, especially since they didn't feel that they had a midfield they didn't have forwards and it and you know and they were plagued with injuries and what have you and you know looking at the roster against the courage it was like yeah there's not too much depth for this team right you've just got like the usual names you got harachich you got uh, endo mccaskill ricario weatherhole lucy nielsen riley and then for a sub charlie Um, Spencer, Taylor, like those are very few names that I know for sure that you can expect to see. Mm -hmm. And, and it's because, you know, it, it's okay that it's, it's their inaugural season, but I know that the expectation as an expansion team is that they're going to be stellar. They're going to be higher up on the table than, than they are, but there's just a lot of things that, that have been, you know, a struggle for, angel city in in particular and you know it felt good that in july that they were able to beat san diego at home but but that,
0: but that ain't gonna happen again This week. i don't <laughs>
2: feel like that is gonna happen you know and i already was like mm, angel uh angel city's out of the playoffs despite what the numbers say
0: yeah i i think um you know we'll we'll make like amber brooks and give the double barrel salute to uh to uh the, the Washington Spirit San Diego Wave game. If you if you missed that moment, uh it was uh Amber uh Brooks had a very um shall we say uh inventive way to uh show her displeasure with NWSL Refereeing and I I will say I think we've all given that salute at some point this season considering
1: It the, was the, colorful.
0: Oh it was amazing. <laughs> uh and it and it got caught on full camera. It was incredible. Um <laughs> So while we we work our way into the conversation about about this game and about what is what awaits us coming up, uh, I just want to qu- quickly briefly uh, send out a salute to everyone that came to the uh, the pregame march uh, yesterday downtown. In um, that that was a really cool event, and to to see all and to to hang out with y'all and and, and show our support. Um, I definitely know there was a lot of very confused tourists, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and and it was a, it was an incredible experience. Uh, for, for myself and 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 we're building something special here and I, I think that that has to be highlighted uh respected and 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 shouted out because this is incredible uh what's what what is going on here as we work our way to 917 um well the the i don't know how to explain this because what is going to occur on 917 is record breaking and trend setting in a lot of respects the san diego wave will host angel city fc um jamie and michelle will be in the building alongside me um there will be a lot of content but what they're going to do is simply just break the single season standalone game record for nwsl Thirty-two thousand people will be there um it it aims to be an incredible atmosphere Uh, i can tell you as someone who, who lives in san diego there is an energy building um i heard Tickets were being resold as much as $150, if not more. Um, So this is going to be big. And I, I think we're all going to be part of something that is going to be remembered for a long time.
1: Yeah, I had to do some magic with my schedule to get there. I think I'm working something like 11 days in a row in order to just have uh, be able to get off early on Saturday and then have Sunday off to, to recover but I am so excited to finally make it to a game I'm sad I never got to see Torero but to be at the opening of Snapdragon for this like I am beyond excited I'm excited to stand and and sing with you for 90 minutes Christian um, I'm excited to be your enemy for 90 minutes Michelle like we can share a beer before the game or something. Of course but- we will.
2: <laughs> but, of course. So we're, I'm definitely meeting you guys at the tailgate. Listen, Angel City is the only LA team that there is for NWSL. Okay? And everybody keeps like, you know, it stings when people re- you know reference them with the LAFC. I know that they play at the stadium. I know as a Galaxy fan, do you understand? Like, I'm bleeding internally sometimes. And the thing is, also I'm a big Mermaid fan. Like, I'm talking Hans Christian anderson So for me to know that you guys are the sirens and you blow bubbles, like it is very hard for me <laughs> to <laughs> stay loyal to Angel City. But I, I gotta represent. I don't know if you guys cuss on this. No,
0: show. we 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 normally okay. don't really talk. But oh, okay, um, I will say that yeah. this, is, this is the podcast where we convince Michelle to become a San Diego Wave fan. And we're gonna watch it in real time.
2: <laughs> you guys understand? Like I have a mermaid tattoo, okay? And I'm just like, well, you guys are the sirens. And you blow bubbles. Like what is happening?
1: um <laughs> a shirt and, a hippo and a gritty so yeah, yeah. Just saying, you know, but
2: <laughs> i am la through and through and so you know when i heard though that obviously this game was going to be a sellout i i had to get my ticket like i had to there's no way despite there being a galaxy game i don't care where the galaxy if they were in a better position it's really i mean it is hard to turn my back on my central american friends and look for Central American men, but you know, I got to drag my butt down to San Diego and have fun.
0: Oh, with, to, set, with to, their, set, yeah. <laughs> to set the tableau for this game, San Diego currently sits in third on 31 points. Angel city sits in seventh on 26 points with the game in hand. Uh, this game, I think we're going to see a very different San Diego wave side than we saw against the spirit. It looked like the international break had taken its toll on a lot of San Diego's prominent players um even Caitlin Sheridan Goal looked a little lethargic obviously Sophia Jakobson didn't play in this game um you know they they definitely were a little conservative in the way that they handled the the, the spirit understandably so i would say uh but for
1: to be fair to, to Sheridan there to be, to be fair all of the US national players only traveled within the United States Caitlin Sheridan had to go to Australia to play her international games that's a lot of travel <laughs>
0: that is true yeah that's why i i said she probably looked a little sluggish because of jet lag and 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 whatever have you um this game i think in terms of who it matters for more well I, i'm looking at the table right now while we're we're talking about this i'm thinking usually when i, I look at a game I, I point to a team where it matters more to one versus the other and that's kind of where i, I start my my analysis this matters to both teams in a very significant way i mean for angel city that playoff line can get away from them on Saturday and for, you know, for the San Diego wave. I mean, you win and you're top of the league pretty much. Like I, I I just, I, I'm, I'm so happy that this game is happening and I'm happy that we're opening snap, but there's a lot at stake here for both these teams.
2: Well, Oh no, I was just going to chime in and just say that, you know, Angel City had had an exhibition game um, against Tigris and, you know, they lost to Mexico. Of course they did, but in the regular season, they had, they had a five game unbeaten streak until the courage last night. So I think San Diego hurts to say, but yeah, San Diego, look, they're at home in front of a sellout crowd. It's San Diego's game.
1: I think too, you're going to, you're going to see a completely different type of game than we saw up at bank of California, because that game was during an international uh break quote quote unquote break it wasn't really a break since everyone else was still playing but you know we didn't have san diego didn't have sheridan they didn't have germa they didn't have alex morgan they didn't have corniak like um i think jakobsen was gone at that point too like they were missing a lot of key players that are going to play a major role in kicking the absolute crap out of angel city on saturday
0: yeah, I think also what's going to be very fascinating about this game is the first ten minutes. That's what I'm kind of focusing on when I when I watch this game, which is going to be how does San Diego man because there, the energy in that building is going to be electric, and when that happens, there's teams respond in two ways. One, they either respond in a very you know in, in a very measured way, or they respond in a very frenetic way. And I think Casey Stoney, who relies so much on order, on you know we do the basics well, we don't really let game states get to us, we really focus on. P's and Q's. I think that's going to be interesting to see if, you know, obviously Casey Stoney's been coaching them this entire week. They've probably been playing with, you know, sound at the at the training facility, getting used to this environment. You know, and, and obviously, you know, Alex Morgan and and Van Egmond and Kalen have all been in that environment, you know, playing at World Cups and and, you know, other major tournaments. But there is a, again, we've talked a lot on this podcast about how there's a lot, there's a young contingent here that probably haven't been in that position before. And so how do that, how does that contingent take the moment and you know mind their p's and q's and 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 continue to just play the game plan or are they going to let the occasion get to them a little bit and i think that's if they let the occasion get to them i think that's going to be very good for angel city because i think angel city really likes to feast on chaos i think if san diego stays very tight and solid i agree with michelle that i think this is san diego's game
2: yeah i mean definitely you know angel city is going to be a contender i mean um From most of the scoreline, you know, Angel City usually loses within one goal. Um, You know, it's a quick start on both halves. Um, However, Angel City does struggle to score, and they struggle to get multiple goals. And I I feel like that's where, if Angel City literally pounds them with goals, uh, it's going to be very difficult for Angel City to not only keep up, but also come from behind.
0: I I, I also... San Diego
2: has this thing, uh,
1: this beautiful thing that happens, is a lot of times once that first goal goes in, the floodgates open. I mean, they've scored a a pretty decent amount of goals this season, and especially if you can get Alex started. If she gets one, she's probably getting two. Would I love to see her have the hat trick against Angel City? Absolutely. But I think – I really do think that there's going to be – at least three goals from San Diego in this game.
0: Yeah. And, and keep in mind, Casey Stoney is, is known for her defensive solidity and this is uh, the game uh, against the spirit was the first time they've let more than two goals in, in a game this year. So I think Casey probably gave them a little bit of a rollicking and training about, you know, conceding goals. So I I, I think they're going to be a little tighter than they were, um, or they have been all season just simply because I know Casey does not like conceding goals. Um, But I think, I, I I think if San Diego can score early and really control the environment and really get the momentum going from the crowd, I think they can rattle Angel City and they can they can get going. Um,
2: I mean, you know, I do think that this game is important to to Angel City. Obviously, they they're you know looking for the playoffs, but I think players to look out for Heritage is a very strong keeper. Um, you know, I think that that'll be very difficult to get those three goals in that you're looking for um mccaskill and endo if they beat the defense and they get their shots on target and if they can easily get behind the net
0: yeah i mean i just had a fantastic season so far but i mean regardless of of how this goes and we could talk the x's and o's the reality is this is a major moment for nwsl and for women's soccer in this country and for san diego sports in general and i think this is going to be I, like we we've we've talked about this so many times on the podcast right jamie we've talked about how excited we are and yet we're here on September 15th and I legitimately want it to be Saturday tomorrow when I wake up. I, I it's just, I, I, I can't believe this is happening. And I say that as a San Diego as someone who has so much memory in that place and to know that the next iteration and generation of San Diego sports is both a precociously fun young Padres team, but also a precociously fun San Diego wave team the chance to get that many eyeballs to get on the map. What a moment this is.
1: It's going to be incredible. Honestly, like I, 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 I'm like trying to stay calm about it all right now, you know, because I know on Saturday I'm going to be at work for five, six hours in the morning, just jittery, just shaking with excitement to get out of there and get on the road and, and, and meet up with you and hang out with the sirens and, just lose my voice during that game it's gonna be probably one of my favorite moments I can already tell it's gonna be one of my favorite sports moments of all time I'm I'm
0: and I'm grateful that you both will be there and Michelle I I, I know you you come from a little bit of a different perspective here but I mean even you have to be jazzed about being a part of this
2: oh no absolutely I mean like I said there's a reason that I chose to to go down to San Diego. I mean, San Diego has a soft spot for me. It's, it's actually my family and I would actually go growing up. Um, you know, it was a, it was a vacation. It was a getaway. So I'm actually taking finally a little, I call it a staycation because I don't really feel like San Diego all that far from home. And so, um, I, I'm finally taking a trip because when I got Sick with COVID in June, like any trip I was supposed to take, like I haven't been able to travel. And so I get to travel for this and I get to hang out with you guys. And I understand that I'm on the other side, but you know, we, you guys are always my friends through and through. And I I know that it's going to be a great time and I wouldn't miss this at all. I don't even care where I'm, where I'm sitting and who I'm sitting with. I'm just glad to be there.
0: Well, we, we welcome you with open arms and um, mm-hmm. we'll definitely uh, follow the Instagram feed. We're going to have a ton of 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 live stuff and and interviews and whatever we can get our hands on. Um, I will be slinging beers at the Sirens tailgate. um, And then, yeah. So uh, thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. uh, We'd love to have you. Uh, Please don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you whenever you want.
2: Oh, Uh, I definitely will be on because we got to talk about what happens in this match.
0: (laughs) I'll see you next week then. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to Surf Break. Uh, Please uh, like and subscribe and your are podcast app of choice give us you know five stars leave us a nice comment we read them we'd like hearing nice things about us um it helps us find awesome people like you and we will be at the game um tons of of stuff planned it's gonna be busy fun crazy i'm so excited um oh my god is it saturday yet i'm so excited uh but thank you so much for listening to surf break my name is christian conway i was joined by the amazing jb bacon guys it's happening uh-huh. it's happening we are gonna ride the wave together and i'm with our, our special guest Michelle Houtig.
2: oh thank you so much for having me uh i'm gonna say go angel city
0: on behalf of oh, okay we, we got to end this with a let's go wave kind of thing here um but yeah let's go san diego and uh, thank you so much for listening and we will see you on saturday
1: ride the wave my friends